further up and further in. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle. Hey Amy. <laughs> we just had a really funny false start there but our listeners don't know. This, today we're going to talk about a great trigger word for anybody who grew up in evangelical circles Ooh, and that word purity? is... No. Well, oh, that's a good one. We are, you already made me do that one. <laughs> no, it's rebellion. Oh, rebellion. How did you experience that as a yucky word? I don't know if I did. Oh, Amy, once I know, again. I know. I'm like, okay, I grew up evangelical. Like, I should have a hot mess of things going on. I'm like, ah, my experience. I may have been oblivious to a yes, lot of it. Yes, you were. I but I also, too. I mean, also my dad was my senior pastor until I was 10. So, I mean. You had some solid shepherding is what you're saying. Exactly. Shout out to John. He's yeah. awesome. Um, I So, I don't think I ever got accused or heard any of that of like okay. you're being rebellious if okay. you question anything or okay. anything like that what about you because clearly awesome. you have some maybe some well, history behind it I don't know that it would be personal history as mm. much as observation and the the justice shepherd in my heart is like stop it stop it so you know anytime it felt like leadership didn't want to deal with maybe difficult things it would be like well you know don't be rebellious mm. or that person has a rebellious spirit and I'd be like oh come on I think well yeah maybe Mm -hmm. a little bit yeah but that doesn't mean you get to dismiss everything they're saying or what their experience is so I maybe experience maybe my negative connotation has way more to do with dismissing things under an easy label ah okay yeah instead of going for the heart of things but what do we do here on further up and further in we go to the heart of things yes we do so what have you got to say why why are we talking about this well uh it's been coming up in conversations lately and i think we've realized or maybe always realized but it's kind of more aware that rebellion has a lot of sneaky nuances to it it's not doesn't just look like rebellion you can't tell me what to do i'll do my own thing right but there's a lot of different ways that we can um be rebellious yeah and partner with a rebellious spirit that isn't quite as blatantly obvious as that yeah so that sounds like us doesn't it yep (laughs) (laughs) have any of our listeners still listening um yeah i mean we often think of rebellion quickly as i don't know well maybe i shouldn't say we What's the first thing you think of when you think of the word rebellion? Screw you. Okay. Yep. That would be how I would experience my own personal. Yeah. Like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't tell me what to do. I had a friend who, when she was a little girl, she would just stomp her foot and say to her mom, don't say me what to do. And I feel like that sometimes mm. on the inside. And it's not always a bad thing. Again, it's like combination of, I feel it towards my husband sometimes. Like, I don't feel a need to be rebellious anywhere but when he sometimes is coming down with a strong opinion something in me just goes blah sometimes and I'm like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute there's like a, a right spirit and attitude to respond in and there's a bad one and somehow the bad one is a little bit of that like screw you mm. don't don't talk to me that way I have thoughts and ideas and I'm oh wait I'm scared mm. so, yeah oh wow there we go with some heart issues take it from there yeah. Amy take it from there oh, okay <laughs> I think my thoughts are rebellion 
is one of those self-protection things mm-hmm. we grab onto when there's other stuff going on. Which makes sense in light of what I just, aha, moment of yeah. my own, if fear is underneath it. Yeah. Then we're going to armor up and fight for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So again, is this not like a healthy God-designed response in the human heart? Yeah. That there's something in us that will not settle for what is disordered and chaotic. Mm-hmm. And yet, done in the wrong spirit, it's the difference between pursuit of justice, pursuit of righteousness, and willful self-protection. Yeah, and the tricky thing there is that they can look exactly the same, but it's a matter of the heart. Is there anything new or different on our podcast? No. Is everybody just hearing the same nothing, thing over and over and over? Nothing is new under the sun, and nothing is new on the Further Up and Further In podcast. <laughs> well, we're scriptural, aren't we? I mean, the dictionary definition is the action or process of resisting authority, control, or convention. Ooh. I know, hey? Hmm. Resisting authority, control, control, or convention. So let's just break that down. Yeah. When we talk about resisting authority, that's a kind of an easy place people go to. Yep. And uh, certainly been a complicated hot topic all through our pandemic. Yeah. You know, what do we do and what don't we do? Um, I think it's way more important for us to take it to the authority of God. Mm, mm-hmm. And yes, because we can argue all day long about whether or not we're supposed to obey the government authority on masks, right? Like, we've been through that and we're tired of it. Yeah. You, there's a podcast we talk about yeah. stuff. Yada, 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 yada. Go look at that one. If you still care, please go yeah. listen to that one. We're tired. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody's tired. But the idea of God's authority, it came, like, it's as old as anything. Mm. It's as old as anything. The idea, you know, it's what, the snake, the serpent, the enemy brought to Adam and Eve, has God said. Mm. It's really what you have to do. Yeah. And so when we talk about rebellion to God, I mean, that's a really big deal. And I think a lot of people would have a general understanding of, but I don't want God to be the Lord of my life. Mm. Mm -hmm. So we can resist things that we, if we believe to be true, we would do it. But when we make excuses for what he has said, Mm. And then try not to do it based on that. Uh, we might be partnering with rebellion. Okay. I think that kind of can... Tell me if I'm understanding you correctly. I might be not. We should really script these podcasts. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's the off-the-cuff charm that people really like. <laughs> um, the story of Samuel. Yeah. Or, uh, sorry, the story in First Samuel of Saul. Yeah. Where he, you know, Samuel clearly tells him, you got to go to these people and destroy everything. Yeah. And Saul does most of it. He destroys all the people, but he keeps the king alive and he keeps the best of the, like, the product and not the product, the product. What is that? (laughs) Animals. Produce. Not even produce. The best of the animals and the uh, best of the, the best of the best. And then Samuel comes and is like, uh, dude, what? And Saul's like, what? I obeyed God. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I did what he asked. But and but then Samuel's like, that's when he talks about, he's like, man, rebellion is as serious as the sin of divination. Yeah. So he's calling it out saying, like, you're being rebellious. But Saul's like, no, I obeyed, like, most of the way. Here's where the, the, the revealing statement is for me in that story. It says, it's in First Samuel 15. It says what he saved, you know, he saved the cattle, the fat calves, the lambs. In fact... 
everything that appealed to them. Ooh. I know. And there we have it. Why didn't he listen to... Where are the places of rebellion in my soul? Yeah. Where I don't want to submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Mm. It's what appeals to me. Yeah. So that's kind of my, like, Holy Spirit come moment of... I need you to reveal the motivations of my heart. Am I struggling in this area? Because it really appeals to me to X, Y, Z. When I, I look at people struggling with the Lordship of Jesus Christ in my life, it can look like, no, I want to have sex with my partner that I'm not married to. It appeals to me. Yeah. And so we're going to like argue the nuances of whether or not that's what scripture really says. Or, you know, you can have all kinds of disordered affections. I can want to give vent to my anger because it appeals to me to do this. When God's word has said mix, you know, <laughs> mercy with truth. And I don't want to bring yeah. mercy to the table. I want to bring my rage. So, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm serious, man. Yeah. So then I'll <laughs> go to, well, Jesus flipped tables. So it's okay. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so... Wherever you find yourself with this restless, like, because that's the thing, right? You Mm -hmm. know what I'm talking about? I do. I have to ask myself, am I like Saul? This appeals to me. So Mm. I'm debating the authority of God. Yeah. And trying to figure out a way that I can be obeying with quotations, God, and still get what I want. Yeah. Oof. Yep. Yeah. And so I heard that phrase thrown around so much when I was a teenager, young adult. I don't know why, but rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Yeah. It's, you know, a different translation and where you said um, divination. Mm-hmm. And it comes down to trying to be God in our own lives. Yeah. And that's a big deal. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, I always think witchcraft, rebellion, and control. Mm-hmm. They seem to, they right? Because they're all trying to get the outcomes mm-hmm. you want. Mm-hmm. On your own. Yeah. So when you think of anarchy, you're trying to get control. Yeah. And so on some sort of cultural scale, we can say that, you know, resisting authority, control. Mm -hmm. I don't want someone else controlling me. Yeah. So I'm going to take control. Yep. And uh, the other one is convention, which I think Mm. is interesting. That one's interesting. Like when you said it, I was like, ah, fascinating. Again, right? Because it's like we can do things not in convention or do things not the way everyone else has done out of a freedom of like, man, I'm going to follow where God wants me to do and it's going to be different and it's going to be pushing lines and we're I'm going to do it because I feel called. Yeah. Or it's like that I'm going to show them nobody puts baby in a corner <laughs> thing, right? Where it's yes. like you're doing it, pushing against it for the sake of what? Right. Not to be controlled by yeah. the conventions or not to well, be. I mean, that's why you have tattoos, isn't it? It is. And purple hair. Yeah. To write in your face, right? To write in your face. Screw you. Yeah, screw me. Look at me. As I plan my outfits for church that make sure as much cover as possible. Which makes me laugh because last Sunday or the last time you preached, I saw you like earlier in the church with a a tank top on. Yeah. And your tattoos and your purple hair. And I'm like, man, things have come a long way since I was going up into that pulpit scared to death of what I was wearing because it would stumble or offend somebody. And struggling with that whole idea of who gets to say what it's appropriate for me to wear. And then humbling myself and recognizing that if the message mattered to me more than anything else, I could just not rebel against other people's conventions. In this moment, I could surrender that to the greater good of my message. 
just so everybody knows, she put a sweater over those scandalous bare shoulders, tattooed shoulders, just to not offend those who have a convention they value. Yeah. And when we're talking about going further up and further in, this is a really good question. Yeah. Where does your right to exert your convention supersede someone else's? Exactly. Right. Uh, and ugh. the way of the cross, man. This is just tied into so many other things because it's like <laughs> we can be um, like fear of man, fear of what people mm-hmm. will think. And so we act in their conventions in that sort of way is a self-protection we're afraid, which may look exactly the same as like, I am choosing to love and mm-hmm. serve this person. Mm-hmm. So much of it comes, man, why can't it just be like actions? We just see what people are doing <laughs> and we can judge them accordingly. And so it does come back to the heart. And yet it's not like just what's in my heart and your heart, according to your and my definition. Yes. Cause that again, we're, who is God? Yeah, that's going to get awfully muddled because then yeah. I get to decide that yeah. you're most likely being rebellious and I am not. Right. And so again, there, this whole rebellion is as the sin, as like as the sin of witchcraft. It's like trying to be God in my own life. Yeah. And so there has to be an authentic submission of God. I don't know if I'm doing performance here or rebellion. I don't know if it's man pleasing or me just you know self protecting. Holy Spirit, come. Yeah. And take me to your word. Yeah. Reveal yourself to me in your word. There's not a passage that says don't have sleeveless shoulders while you're preaching. Yeah. There isn't one. But the way of the cross, like Christ divesting himself of all of his rights, Philippians 2, and making himself of no reputation so that he could be a servant representing the heart of God. Like, man, that scripture will reduce a lot of my feistiness to um, not a placid place of resignation or apathy, but like, God, I want to follow in your path. I'm yeah. going to have to surrender a lot of that flexing, that yeah. self-protection. Right? The will, the willingness that your heart... And, I, and like, maybe this is not how it's connected, but often when I think of rebellion, I think of, like, individualism, too. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. right? That it's that community, being in community that are, are seeking after Jesus helps buffer against rebellion mm-hmm. i don't know i feel like no, just community uh, super important because you know? yeah. i i mean you and i would would bat we do we bat things around back and forth man this yep. is how i'm feeling and we try to be really honest and yeah. professional like this is what i'm struggling with and i don't like am i this am i that yeah. the really valuable perspective of another person who also is pursuing the same things is they're going to ask good questions you always yeah. ask really good questions and uh see things outside of our own internal emotions that can be really subtle and we can deceive ourselves. I mean, I think Saul really was like, look at these beautiful sheep. It would be a crime to destroy them. I think he really, because there's even like a thing after like Samuel's like, dude, you did wrong. And then, then he's like, oh yeah, I've sinned. And I've transgressed. I feared people. Okay, now pardon my sin and return with me so I may worship the Lord. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, my bad. I think he really was. <laughs> and, mm. I mean, I've had this experience. It's like, I didn't I didn't think it was wrong, actually, until now we're talking about it. And now I'm super uncomfortable and I'm making excuses for myself because all of a sudden yep. I'm like, not sure it wasn't wrong. Yep. <laughs> like, that's what <laughs> I hear in this. Yeah. It's like, what does it mother say? Are you sorry? You... You did it, or are you sorry, sorry you, you got, got caught? caught. <laughs> yeah. There it seems like Saul was maybe sorry he got caught. These are still, even though we can laugh about them, that's such a good oh. question as we stand in the presence of God, because he cannot mm-hmm. pour out his spirit, anointing, and blessing on rebellion. No. 
just can't. And it's, mm. so one of my scriptures, go-to scriptures on rebellion is actually Isaiah 1. Mm. Not necessarily a classic there. Um, but the word comes up in some translations. And it's so interesting because it's a message to the rebellious Judah. And here's a really interesting mm. nuance. Um, the end of verse 3, it says, My people don't recognize my care for them. Mm. And I don't know if I can do a really good job here of explaining how this ties in for me. It goes on to say at the end of 5, Your head is injured, your heart is sick. You're battered from head to foot, covered with bruises, welts, infected wounds, without any soothing ointments or bandages. I see this in the inner healing story. Mm. So we often talk about um, recognizing God in our story. And one of the places the, the infection of rebellion gets planted in our soul sometimes is in our hurt places. Mm. You don't recognize my care for you. And that's why you think you have to self-protect. We amp up and we do these self-protecting behaviors because we don't know that God is caring for us right in the middle of it. Mm. So when I'm, you know, having a power struggle, <laughs> I'd like to think I'm not. But with my husband, it's like, well, do I think I have to fight for myself here? Or do I think the spirit of God can speak to him and to me? Mm. Do I recognize God's care for me in this situation? Or am I acting as though he has no authority or care for my space? And my ability to, as you and I were just talking about, we need other people to speak mm. into our story because our head is injured and our heart is sick. We have brokenness that provokes all these complicated mm. things. So often when you and I are doing ministry with someone who has um, you know, a painful trauma story, We'll do the whole forgiveness and breaking agreement and in. And we get to the point where we just ask Jesus to show us where he is. And often people, when they say, I can't see him, he's not here. A really good question is, are you rebelling against his presence possibly being there? Mm. And there's this little feistiness. It's like, no, I don't want him to be here because I want it to be that if he is God and he is good, there's a different story here. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Is that making some sense now? Yeah, like a like I don't want him yeah. to be here because if, I'm accusing him. Yeah, actually. because if he was here, it wouldn't look like this. Right, and therefore I'm not even gonna. That's right. Entertain the possibility. No, it, my rebellion against reality, my mm. fight against the facts of this story, I am unwilling to accept that he could be in it. Mm. I can hold on to my victim status. I can hold on to, yeah, just, I am, I don't know if I have another way to say it. I, I'm the victim here and God should have done something different. Yeah. There is a subtle accusation in us that makes sense in our logical human brain. If God is good, this should not have happened. Therefore, I'm not even going to look for him here that's because right. and, and screw that, you, God. That's right. And I, and I get it. Yeah. And I don't think that, I mean, we would ever say this lightly to anyone. I would like it to be different. I would mm. like the truth to be that this terrible stuff would not happen. Yeah. But I don't get that escape hatch in, in scripture. Mm. We see Jesus, God, helping people in difficult situations yeah. all the time. Yeah. But if we are like this passage of my people don't recognize my care for them in his instructions to rebellious Judah, as it says in another spot, I have to be willing to recognize his care for me in the middle of my pain. Mm. Mm. Rather than saying... If this pain is the way it is, I raise my fist yeah. to God. And so in my own story of turning away from God as a teenager, that was it. Like, if, if, this is, if you're a good God, you're doing a terrible job, mm -hmm. and I want nothing to do with you. And then again, to just say, okay, where are you, God, in my suffering? Not, God, where are you? But show me where you are. Mm -hmm. 
And for me, that's a surrender moment that's a flip side, an opposite of rebellion. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with you there that the flip side of of rebellion is surrender. It is. It really is. And it's not a giving up surrender. Mm-mm. It's not an apathy. Um, it's not a, a something I struggled with for a while last winter. And all my treatment was this fatalism. It doesn't matter what I do, what I pray, what I say. I'm just going to have to go through whatever comes up next. Like that is not surrender mm-hmm. either. That's not the kind of surrender I'm talking about. It's like, God, you get to be God in this situation. I want to recognize your care within it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to defy and deny your presence because that will actually cut us off from the life supply that we need. Yeah. And yeah, in my head, it's like, when I think of surrender, it's the picture that comes from me is like, whatever armor, whatever shield I'm, whatever ready to attack position that I'm, mm. you know, my soul feels is like just putting the shield down, relaxing the body, you know, open hands leaning in, mm-hmm. not lying on the floor, rolling over, yeah, but like uh, open hands leaning in shield my own shield protection down yeah and like leaning into the presence of god who's like shield wraps around i love that so good because our surrender isn't to be unprotected no it's to receive it's this verse my people i recognize my your care for me in this situation you're here and you're gonna help me Mm -hmm. and i love it yeah and so as our listeners have heard us hash all this out in multiple ways kind of what are our takeaways Oh, that was a question. <laughs> I thought you said one of our takeaways, and I was what like, are our and I was takeaways? like, what? What is one of our takeaways? Okay. And now here I'm having a moment of panic. Like, what of this is Amy going to edit out, and what is she going to leave in? Because you have control in this situation. What are our takeaways? Yeah, our takeaways are rebellion can be sneaky, mm-hmm. and the best thing is to ask Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. To reveal the places that you have been self-protecting, that you've been partnering with rebellion or control. Mm-hmm. Because something appeals to me. Mm-hmm. That's like a critical question for me. Yeah. And then from there, we can repent. God, yeah. forgive me. Like, this is actually such a big deal. Rebellion blocks everything mm. that we need. Yeah. And so we, it's like being in the garden. We've got separated from God. God, forgive me. I want to come running back to your presence. And again, teach me how to walk in a new way. We're not overriding the will like when people experience trauma and then you know yeah. all that. No, no. He's gentle. He's going to teach us how to walk in a new way. So just a reset again. Teach me how to walk in a new way. Is there any mess I need to clean up here in a relationship where rebellion has actually robbed me of the wisdom of God and connection? I want to fix that. And then, Lord, I surrender mm. to you, to your lordship. Not to someone else abusing me and violating boundaries or anything else, but like I surrender to you, God, and invite your spirit to fill me because with all my heart, I want to be in connection with you and in community with others. I really want to go further up and further in. (laughs) 